what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to Brothers in Tech. This is our deep dive episode. For those of you that are just joining us for the first time, maybe you stumbled across this episode. Uh, this is part of the series Brothers in Tech, where two brothers, as you can probably tell from the name of the show, Alan Jackson and my brother Brian Jackson, we've been discussing technology, especially the, the kind of tech that applies more into family and home environments. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. I'm you ready excited. for another this one is, of these uh, deep dives? We're going to get a little is, more deep into kind of a, a subtopic from our main episode. Uh, the, this one might be called the deep deep dive. So this is uh, so the third of the, the deep dives, um, and this is the deepest for sure. Yeah, so. and and just to kind of harken back, so we're going to be discussing the main episode topic we had, which was streaming internet television or kind of television options using the internet. So that was our main episode. So I'll just go ahead and say this. If, you, if that's kind of the topic you're looking for, I'd recommend you go on back and listen to our main episode. It was episode number one. And that is where we really dig in on this whole idea of what are options if you want to get your internet service through the internet, and use streaming television services for your uh, main source of entertainment. These deep dives, we've been digging into very specific elements of that topic. And this one, as Brian mentioned, is probably the deepest. So uh, it is going to be a little more some do-it-yourself options, a little more the technology is a little higher uh, to be involved with these. But the main thing we want to talk about today is, is, is people are looking at these television services. We talked about you know YouTube TV and Hulu Live and Sling and all that. I know there's a lot of fatigue out there in the marketplace from people saying, I just don't want another monthly charge going on my my bill. Uh, they start to build up, and I'd rather not spend a, a consistent monthly uh, rate for just regular TV or entertainment options. So what we're going to do in this deep dive is talk about a couple of options or scenarios where you know, that's not what you're going to do. You're actually going to build something. You're going to get a little more hands-on, but it could alleviate not only those monthly charges, but also maybe give you uh, uh, maybe some flexibility you're looking for that the other services can't, right? Yep. No, I think yeah, I think that's right. I, I do want to give a little bit of a uh, kind of comment to begin with, though, Alan. Mm-hmm. I think if if you are, we talk about us being the kind of default IT people for the family. If if you're that person and you're trying to help, you know, grandpa parents right out who are saying they want to save money, you can do it with the things we're going to talk about today. But it's going to require <laughs> it's going to require a lot of effort and it's going to require a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, on the back end, right? So these are ways to save money, save that monthly fee. But my guess is it's probably going to increase a little bit of the stress load on you. Um, now, if you're doing it for yourself, by all means, right? The things we talk about today are things we've done for ourselves to try to, you know, kind of skirt the system a little bit and mm-hmm. save some money. So uh, uh, just be careful about giving this episode to your parents to listen to. <laughs> they may get some ideas that may cause you problems down the road. Right, so, they are going to yeah. be a little more hands-on, a little more going to get got to get under the into the weeds a little bit on some technology, uh, but could be a good option for you for you to look at and something to consider, yep. uh, especially for yourself. So, what we're going to talk about, just to go ahead and set it up. One is we're going to be talking about kind of over the air, and we're going to get mm-hmm. into that in just a moment. And then we're going to end up talking about a service called Plex. So, those are kind of the two things we'll be discussing in a little bit more detail here. Uh, this first one, Brian, over the air. 
So you're going to have to tell me about this because I live at the bottom of this hill surrounded by tall trees. <laughs> I have no reception for any antennas whatsoever for television. So I'm going to rely completely on you to talk about what is over the air. Why is this an option to consider for your television uh, service? Sure. Well, so yeah, good, good first note there, right? This isn't going to be an option for everybody. Um, and uh, what over the air is, is an OTA is kind of an abbreviation that they use for that. So if you're looking for this kind of service online, you know, look for OTA options. Okay. Um, so it's something I've done now for, uh, well, for probably 15 years, um, where I've kind of accessed uh, the free digital content that's over the air. And we're talking about local channels, all right, mostly okay. uh, your CBS, your NBC, your uh, Fox, right? Your favorite, I know, CW, right? Your favorite, yes, right? Do uh, you watch all the time? Um, so, <laughs> I actually do so watch these, a couple of those shows, but that's all right. That's okay, all right. Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, kind of ten thousand foot level here, right? There is free content that's being offered, just like it used to be, right? The bunny ears on your TV when we were growing up, mm-hmm. uh, we would see. That's how we gained access to TV. Well, that content is still there. And not only is it still there, it's actually probably the best content you can get in terms of quality. It's, oh, it's really? pure HD. It is pure HD. So when, you are, when you're accessing that, and we'll talk about what you need in order to access it, you're getting a very good picture. Mm. Uh, probably better than, well, I wouldn't say better than what you can do streaming now, because now you can get 4K content and all of that. But uh, certainly better than what you can get from most streaming services. So, okay. uh, so that being said, it's limited. It's going to be the, as I said, the the networks, and depending on where you are, uh, you might have the PBSs, right, which can be some great content, some local mm-hmm. things. Um, but as you said, also it's limited in that it's location based. So yeah. you need to be close to uh, the antennas that are putting this content out there. So. I myself am close to Portland, Oregon, and they. I'm close enough that I. Uh, I'm just looking at my list right now. I think I'm within 12 miles of most of these antennas. Okay. So uh, I have the ability to to kind of pull certain kinds of antennas and pull in that that content to be able to watch. So. So these are the, these are again just like it used to be, kind of when you would just buy a TV and put up the antenna and just these are the channels you get. Mm-hmm. But you're not obviously getting what we consider now cable channels, you know, Correct. Lifetime, A&E, AMC, all these. This is truly broadcast local TV channels. But, is, you know, most of these local channels are going to cover your big network shows, your CBS shows, yep. your NBC shows, and, and so on. Okay. Yeah, you might want to think think to yourself, what what TV shows am I watching, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe you have a, a cable uh, service right now and you're watching – things that are broadcast on NBC and on Fox, right? And if that's the case, well, they're broadcast for free uh, as well if you can set up your system to be able to access it. Um, Now, you may be thinking, well, I don't watch anything live. Well, true, this is all live information, right? You're going to get it in time, right, at the the moment. So we can talk a little bit about there are ways of recording that. Recording but, like you know, a DVR on your typical cable system. Yeah. So, you know, any information that comes into your house, right, that you're mm-hmm. able to uh, uh, to pull that signal, 
right? There are ways to be able to record that signal. There's ways to be able to then play it back um, and have your own kind of DVR setup. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think one, one kind of important step with all this is, is this even possible where I am? And you mentioned yeah. in where you are, it's not really possible. Um, I would say it probably is possible, but you'd have to have one heck of an antenna to get it, right? Oh, well, um, that or I'd have to have in the middle of the night go out and cut down some of my neighbor's really tall trees, which has you crossed know, my mind. Right. Well, that could be times. deep dive number four, right? Because <laughs> we do that one. How to, how, <laughs> to, how to clear a path through your neighbor's forest to ensure you get satellite signal yeah i mean that could be the case right all of our deep dives get progressively more illegal <laughs> more more complicated and more le- uh, illegal yes yeah. right <laughs> we'll have to put this on a special server uh, where people That's can right. come to them um but one thing that i would suggest for people to do if you're if you're interested so let's set the stage right you're the person who is really frustrated with cable because you're paying too much mm-hmm. you're also really frustrated knowing that you might have uh a a need to be able to pay lots of monthly services for YouTube TV or for Hulu Live that we talked about earlier, right? And you're not willing to do that, right? You're you're kind of the tightwad uh, like I have been in the past where you're not willing to do those things. So first thing I would do would probably go online. There's a bunch of these services where you can just say, what over-the-air channels can I receive? Mm -hmm. And you pull up some of those websites, type in your address, and it will tell you, here's how far away you are from each of these uh, local channels. Oh, nice. So right now I'm looking, it says, CBS, you are 11 miles away, uh, and the signal is this strength. You know, uh, Fox, you are 11 miles away, and the signal is this strength. So from that, you then know, well, let's see, if I'm 12 miles away from most of these things that I want, I'm going to need an antenna that is rated for at least 20 miles, mm-hmm. right? And they usually kind of go 20, 30, 50, 100. Um, and then you need to be thinking not only how far away I am, but do I have a lot of trees around me, right? Like in your case, uh, me, I have some trees around me. So I ended up buying an antenna that was rated, I think, for about 100 miles mm-hmm. uh, just because I wanted to not only have the antenna go through the trees, but I also wanted to get the signal if I were to keep the antenna inside and go through walls. So, um, And it works great. Uh, it works really, really well. Now these so, are digital antennas. So they're not like you know they're not your traditional antennas that maybe we u- were used to uh, growing up and all, right? No, actually, I th- I'm well, and this is where I could be wrong. Um, but you know, typical uh, like traditional bunny ears, yeah. right? Can can pick up a signal. Um, Still do like high need, high definition type yep, quality. Really, yep, what you need, what you need is you just need you need some sort of antenna. And I think it can be your large antenna that you had growing up that's sitting on the top of your house. It can, right. be, um, it can be bunny ears on your TV. Hmm. Um, but what's key is that the TV itself has to have a digital tuner. A so digital tuner it, is the yeah. difference. Okay, not so an there antenna, has to be a it's just the digital tuner. Right. Okay. So you, if you had one of the first big TVs uh, that came out a long time ago, you know, t- mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, well, if you had one of those plugged up, it probably does not have a digital tuner built in. It has an over-the-air tuner that was for the old uh, broadcast channels, non-HD channels. But if you have a newer TV, probably in the last uh, three to five years, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it has one built in. Um, so that just means, do you have a cable input in the back of your TV? And if so, double check and see if your TV has a digital tuner built in. If it has a digital tuner, then it means it can take the over-the-air signal and 
process it and be able to show you the digital signal, right? Okay. So you get an HD signal and it is, it's beautiful, right? Yeah, now yeah. The I've, heard of, I've heard really good quality on the video. It really, side. really is good. Uh, now the one kind of, well, I guess this is a good part. You remember how when we were growing up, when you had over-the-air TV, if your antenna was slightly tilted the wrong way, it would be fuzzy? Mm-hmm. Well, this signal is digital, so it doesn't do that. If you are if you get the signal, it's perfect. If you don't get the signal, there's nothing there. There's nothing. So it's all or nothing. Nothing there. Yeah. It's all or nothing, right? Yeah. So it is nice in that you know, the wind's blowing, maybe it cuts out, but you're not going to get the fuzziness that's happening when you're you're doing. So once you set it up, it's usually pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right, so we talked, you have to have an antenna, mm-hmm. right? The antenna probably needs to be rated uh, well above what it is, the distance that it needs to cover, right? Um, I wouldn't just do it a, minimum. I'm sorry, go back a little bit. You mentioned a website you were looking up to find yep. your signal distance. Is that the uh, nocable.org? Yep, that's the one that I have so been looking for. N-O-C-A-B-L-E dot O-R-G. So no Correct. cable. Dot org, And that's where you can put in your actual address and it will show yep. you what channels are available and what distance you are. Well, you're saying the distance is what you're going to need to know to make sure you get the an dist- antenna that exceeds yeah, that. The distance and the, and the signal. I think, you, you know, if you're, for example, if you're 20 miles away from something that has a really low signal and you'll see the signal kind of off to the right about the strength of that signal, um, it'll give you a heads up. There are also other, other, um, sites that I've seen before where you'll type it in and say, you know, it'll ask you what kind of antenna do you have and say, well, it's rated for 20 miles. And then it'll say, well, here's the channels you should be able to get if you're okay. clear. Okay. Cool. Right. So you can get a good, a good idea, um, good. what you should be able to receive. The other thing is don't go out and buy a new antenna yet, right? Go and see if you have some bunny ears sticking around. Uh, and if you're close enough, put the bunny ears in the back of the, um, back of the TV trip, Go through the the search feature of your uh, TV to try to look for signals and mm-hmm. see if anything comes up. Maybe okay. you get one channel, yeah. right? Well, that tells you, all right, I'm close enough for something. And then maybe buying a bigger antenna uh, will be something that'll get you all these others, right? I just still can't. Um, I don't. I don't know how it would feel walking into somebody's house and they have the bunny ear antenna on the top of the TV. It would be a real throwback to see that. Well, so. you know what? I mean, you put it right next to your vinyl collection, which of course <laughs> is throwback now, right? Yeah, yeah. And you kind of complete the whole package, you right? Really you do. Know? I'm I'm back Old in school. the early '80s, growing Old up school. again. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so and here's my here's my next tip, right? And this is what I ended up doing uh, at my house. So once you figure out that yes, I can access signals. Um, you don't want, I'm sure you don't want to have bunny ears on every TV in your house, right? And that's what you'd have to have. You'd have to have bunny ears or some sort of antenna. And they've got some good looking antennas, ones that are, you know, flat that you stick on the wall and you can't Mm -hmm. even really tell their antenna. But I didn't want that. I didn't want to have two or three uh, TVs in my house, each with an antenna. So what I did is the house that we live in used to have cable, Right. Which means that there are cable lines running through all all throughout mm-hmm. the house, right? Same, and same with room. my house, yeah. Yep. So I went outside uh, on the outside of the house where I can see the cable coming into the house. Um, there was a splitter on the cable already, so the cable was coming out of the ground to the wall of my house, mm-hmm. and there was a splitter that was sending it to all different ports of my house, right? Okay, yeah. So I think I had I think I had four um, four outputs, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, so I went and took the the cable that was coming in from the ground, took that out of the splitter, mm-hmm. plugged in an antenna outside, yeah, and then went to each of my TVs, plugged them into the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you can get access to the uh, the signals. And it's not one signal coming in. So you you could be watching one thing in one part of the house and one thing in the that other. That's going to be my right? question. If, yep. you, if, they, if it still is pushing all of the uh, over-the-air broadcast signals to every TV, mm-hmm. meaning every TV can flip around channels without yep. affecting one another. So so you're yep. basically saying you use the, uh, the coax cable that was typically mm-hmm. installed in people's houses to have cable run in throughout the house and to run at different TVs you had throughout the house. You took over that that built-in that coax yeah. cable and just tapped it into your antenna instead of coming from the old cable from the ground. Yep. And, but you're yep. still replicating what cable was doing, which is it was bringing one feed into your house and you were splitting that feed and splitting it service across. all yep. the TVs in your house. Yep. Okay. And I haven't, I haven't noticed a lot of degradation. You know, when you split something, yeah. right, you tend to have an issue. I didn't, I haven't noticed a lot of that. Uh, you know, basically each TV that I have is able to see the same channels. Um, and there are, there's one channel, I think CBS right now, that's been kind of wonky over the last several months. So, but the others have been fine. Dan Bryant of U.S. Health Advisors wants you to know your health coverage does not have to be complicated. If you aren't happy with your insurance plan, there are unlimited and comprehensive medical plan options available to you right now. U.S. Health Advisors offer solutions which can't be found anywhere else. They can even offer you the ability to purchase more coverage if and when you need it. U.S. Health Advisors offers fair rates and no surprises. Sounds nice, doesn't it? If you'd like to know more, contact Dan Bryant at 828-554-3032 or by email at daniel.bryant at ushadvisors.com. That's Dan Bryant at 828-554-3032. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So I live in Portland. We have a lot of rain, right? Weather's kind of an issue. Well, I had an antenna that I had mounted on the outside of my house, and anytime wind would blow... Well, the antenna would move a little bit. I'd lose some signals, right? Mm-hmm. I'd lose mm-hmm. some some of the ability. So I also took the cable, ran it up the side of the house, poked it into my attic, and then basically mounted the antenna inside my attic, which was high, which was higher. Yeah. So I was able to see over the trees a little better. Um, it's inside, but it also never gets affected by rain, by wind. And the signal doesn't change, right? So uh, the only time the signal is going to change is if you get a lot of clouds and you're on the mm-hmm. outside edge of trying to reach something. So, so that's what I've done is I've basically taken over the um, the cable kind of network uh, mm-hmm. within my house and used it, which it wasn't going to get used any other way. Um, except now, if you may have been asking yourself, Alan, I'm sure you have internet, and I'm yes. sure the internet's coming in through cable, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. So that's the issue, right? Is that that internet company is also going to use that cable outlet. Well, so, but then, you know, I guess the trade-off is that if you decide to use the coax cable currently running through your house for uh, TV, 
as long as you're comfortable using wireless throughout your house, could you not tap into the cable line if the cables pro- if the cable company is providing your internet? Use that cable line coming from the ground, and that just needs to pipe into a wireless router. You've got yep. wireless throughout the house, but you're using the wired coax cable for TV service if you're doing yep. the over the air. Yep, and and you can. And what I did instead of having another wire kind of having to run to a particular location you do some playing around with that splitter and you find out which of those lines is going to which room and which room do you want your internet modem box to be in so i found that wire yep plug plug that into the that. internet okay. yeah the internet uh, company so mm-hmm. now i have one room in my house where the internet cable outlet is for internet only yep. or for the cable outlet for internet only and the other outlets are all receiving over the air signal. Now, in that scenario, the only drawback there is that room where you have that internet router would not have a TV. Cannot side. have a TV. Yeah. So Unless that you the, decide to run another wire. Yep. If I'm correct in saying that was the room I was staying in uh, at correct. your house. Well, of course. Over the holidays. Yes. Where yep. it didn't have a TV. And and, and the one where I made sure I had all my digital box lights the, light the up lights so you flashing sleep in the night. middle of the night and all. Okay, yeah. good. I wanted to make sure yeah, I was in the right room. That's exactly where that. you stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly where you stay. I'm like, I oh, wanted great. you to stay in the garage, but like, Laura good. would not allow that. Brian so, yeah. Brian put me in the room with no TV and the giant massive <laughs> blinking lights flashing in my face. No, they really actually weren't. It was just a standard cable box you had tucked in the corner. But uh, that makes sense now. Okay. Yep. So that's yep. cool. I mean, I think a lot of houses, you know, have that coax cable running through it, and you still have the jacks on the wall. And as people move away from cable uh, TV service, you know, sometimes you think about what do you do with those jacks. I use them for uh, internet, uh, even yep. converting our cable into land, you know, uh, Ethernet ports throughout the house. Landline, That'll be sure. another future topic, I think, to talk about home networking as we get into that mm-hmm. down the road. Uh, but yeah, good to know there's a way to use it with the uh, over the air as well. So, yeah. all right. So, Brian, so why, you know, well, I want us to get to the kind of DVR recording option yeah. here in a moment. We'll talk about that with Plex and look at some other options. Mm-hmm. But, but why would anybody, what's the ultimate reasons why somebody would choose to go over the air versus, and, and why should they not? Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, cost, right? Okay. You're doing this because there is, you're probably someone like me that when you see another monthly service being charged to your account, you're thinking, why am I paying? If if the shows that I like to watch are things that came over NBC, CBS, Fox, why am I paying for them when I get them free? Mm-hmm. Right. I could get them free. It just costs a little bit more upfront for me. So, you know, for example, if you don't have a TV with a tuner, well, this is going to be a big cost, right? To get a new TV or yeah, sure. you buy a 30 to $30 tuner to plug into your TV. So in between the coax and the TV, that's doable. Um, I bought a, a small little connector to split my cable, you mm-hmm. know, from the outside, tiny, right? An antenna can run anywhere from 20 bucks. Uh, if you need a small one, if you're really close to signals to, I think I probably paid $100, but it was something I wanted to make sure that I could reach that signal. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are upfront costs. Right? So one time no upfront, month, month once you've got them, you're done, but then there's yep. no ongoing cost after that at all. Right. Okay. right. And also think, you know, there are things like the Super Bowl, right? That it's going to mm-hmm. come on network TV, right? Well, okay, you get that free, right? That's over the air and it's great, uh, great content, right? Okay. Great uh, view of being able to do that. As you said, the downside is going to be recording it, right? How much TV do you actually watch 
at the moment that it's aired yeah. versus recording it later. So you're going to need some other way of recording. Um, if you want the recording capability on live TV, yeah, you're going to have correct. to have something. We'll talk about yeah. an option for that in just a moment. Um, yeah. And you and you're, and you may be thinking, well, uh, Brian, I listened to you earlier on the previous podcast saying that you did YouTube TV. Well, I do. And I do YouTube TV for other channels. Um, yeah but I still have the over the air so I can switch over to that if I wanted one a better quality. Uh, and two, if I didn't need to worry about recording it, right. I'll watch it there. Mm. Um, but if you're using both like you are, I mean, really the only reason you would switch to the over the air signal is just because it looks better. Right. No, if I had, I mean, YouTube, if, if, yeah. if I mean with YouTube TV, honestly, I did it because I love to tinker and I I'm thinking I'm getting it free and I yeah. had the equipment already. Um, with YouTube TV, there's no reason for this, yeah. right? If you're willing to Unless pay Unless you're YouTube just TV. one of those people that say, I want the best possible quality, and occasionally if yeah. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, I want to watch it on the best HD picture I can. You're saying you might get better quality going this route than you would the YouTube streaming TV service. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's quite possible that your internet signal may not be good enough to get some of the good quality yeah, on true. YouTube TV, right? And this is going to be, over the air, it's going to be a good quality um, so, so really there's no reason, do it. there's hardly any real reason then for anybody to do what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, is that <laughs> what I'm hearing? <laughs> to, <laughs> Which is YouTube both, TV yes. and the, and yeah, okay. there's probably Good no know. reason. Good yeah, there's no yeah. reason. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, um, there is, and it's a very deep, deep dive, but I'm not going to get into that. There's a way now where, you know, I could be watching over the air while also then having other things going on. Uh, within that same TV environment, right. I could be listening to something, right? So we're, we'll get yeah, into that another that's, time. That's, right? that's kind of blowing my mind yeah. a little bit there. Let's hold off on that. So basically, so, so. I'm trying to say that I'm not an idiot, right? <laughs> I, I'm not doing it for no reason. Uh, I get it. You're a yeah, you're a tech enthusiast. You want to explore all the options, but <laughs> I, generally speaking, I did it so people could learn from this podcast. There you Alan. go. That's but why. Generally I did speaking, it. Yes. somebody's going to do one or the right. other, and you go this route if Absolutely. you want to save money. You're yep. not bothered by your options being limited on what channels you have. Most everything you want to watch is going to be live, local broadcast network channels yep. anyway. Then you're good to go. Okay, cool. Well, and here's really quickly. If you're the person that you um, you don't need all the channels that YouTube TV offers, mm-hmm. right? You have Netflix already. So you have some sort of access or Amazon Prime and you've got your movies, but you still want to get the locals, right? Rather than going and saying, well, I'm going to pay a la carte for the locals, which is crazy to me, right? That you would pay like, you know, $5 a month to get NBC, Mm -hmm. right? When it's over the air, this is who this is for. And I think that's where I would encourage a lot of people to do is say, well, if you're only doing network type TV, that's all you really care about. And you've got maybe a, uh, another service like, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime, like an original TV things. or movie service, not yeah. a broadcast TV service. And you yeah. you have plenty of stuff now, right? Yeah, you, you absolutely still, have a lot of content. Yeah, you can still watch the news. You can mm-hmm. still watch the uh, occasional ball game that's on uh, regular TV. So you can still that's watch where the, that is. You can still watch the stories. It's, that's what we call soap operas. You know, the, have you oh, ever heard that? The stories. The stories. Just, uh, yeah. I haven't. You can I, still you watch the stories. Thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Still watch the stories. Yeah. yeah. So okay. anyway, that's that's my my thought. I I did want to really quickly because I don't want this one to go too long. But if you are interested in doing this, there are some kind of 
one type of box that you can buy that could be a DVR for you. So it would be between the wall outlet of your antenna coming in before it gets to your TV to where you could set that up to actually record. So it's basically like a hard drive that you could say, well, record at 8 8 p.m. on Thursdays for an hour and a half. And now you're going to get the content that you could watch later. Still a one-time purchase. Yep. Not an ongoing service for this. Well, there are... There are some that will sell you, but But if you you want want the the basic functionality, you can find it. A box that's in between, you plug your antenna, your antenna getting the signal from outside coming into this box, and then from the box going to the TV. So when you interact with your TV, you're interacting really with that box. And watching it. And watching or playing back things that have been recorded. Yeah, because the box would probably then plug into your TV via HDMI, something like that. So you're getting that good quality still. And you could search through They all have search features to mm-hmm. say, you know, look through. They even can tap into the... Uh, that's the other thing about the over-the-air. The over-the-air doesn't just give you digital TV content. It actually gives you the digital guide as well. So mm-hmm. you can search digitally what's coming up. You can see an actual um, kind of cable-looking guide where you could tell it, record that, record that, record that, yeah. just like you would with the DVR. So there are ways to do that and probably anywhere from... $30 to, you know, $200 to get one of these boxes, depending on how much functionality you want. Interesting. Okay. okay. Um, so if you are someone who is completely frustrated with the monthly services and you don't want to pay for a lot of things that you don't use and you feel like you don't mind getting a little dirty, getting your hands dirty a little bit to, uh, kind of utilize what's already there for free, then this is one way to do it. And it, okay. and it feels really good when you get it set up and you can see, I am not paying for this. <laughs> this is free, right? This is out there and I'm using it. And that I don't know how a, long those stations are going to have to broadcast it, but yeah. they are now. So Cool. Anyway. Well, I think they, they moved it just right. in the last couple of years to where you have to have a digital tuner to pick them up. It yes. used to be you could still use an analog TV to view them. Now they've definitely said... I think it was like maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, everything has to be a digital signal now. So now you're right. We don't know if 10 years from now, they're still going to be broadcasting these channels through antennas. Well, but for now it's a great option. Yeah. And just think really quickly, YouTube TV is $50 a month. That's $600 a month. You're paying continually. I'm sorry, 600 a year. You're paying from here on. Right. Whereas if you said, let me take $200 and try to find a setup now and get used to it, and then maybe just pay my $10 a month for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you still got a lot be, of stuff to watch. Your time. You still got yep. a lot of stuff yep. to watch. Yeah. So let's talk about another option, another kind of off the, a little more do it yourself, a little more involved, mm-hmm. uh, although they've made this easier and easier every iteration of it. One that I've had some experience with, I know you have as well too, Brian. And this can serve as a conjunction of what we just talked about. And this is Plex, uh, P L E X, Plex TV. Uh, it is a service that allows you to kind of create your own media server. Now, again, we're in the deep dive here, so I'm going to get a little more on the technical side with this. And if if your eyes are glazing over hearing this, you're probably good just going with one of the services we talked about earlier on in another episode. But if you're still with us, let's keep digging. Uh, the Plex server is it's a it's an open source kind of free type app that you can actually download and install on a computer or sometimes a hard drive that you hook up to your home network, has that capability to run on it. It is meant to be an in-home media server, okay? 
Plex is really cool. I use it. I have a server at home set up and, and I use it for one specific purpose, which is taking movies I already own and having a way for me to quickly get access to them from any of my TVs or any of my internet connected devices. Because what you can do is Plex basically will install on a computer or install on a little um, small application. It could even be like a Raspberry Pi or some of these little Mm -hmm. other small PCs you can do. And you load your own content to it, and it will organize it. It will put it into a nice graphical interface. And then anywhere where you have the Plex, Plex app installed, you can connect back to your server. So let me walk you through a scenario I've got. I have a Plex server in my house. It's in my home office. It's a PC, an old PC that my son used to use, not using anymore. So I, I set it up as our Plex server. I have the Plex app on my Apple TV and my den, and I've got it on my phone, and I've got it on my home computer, my uh, laptop computer. I can take movies I own, digital movies, or if I know how to rip movies that are DVDs that I own, I can put those digital movies on this server. And then anywhere from those devices I want, I can watch that movie. So I have all of my DVDs turned into digital form and sitting on this Plex server. I've got movies I've purchased that I own also on this media server. So it's just nice to know for films and movies and content that I want to keep that I don't want to have to go search for on a streaming service somewhere and hope they have it. I've got them. I mean, these are movies I bought, I own, so I want to have access to them. Plus, I put home movies on it, photographs, other things that they don't have to be you know, commercial content. They can be your own personal movies. But it creates your own little server. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a great system for just that. Okay, that's one aspect of it that you do have to have a device to run the Plex application server off of. Uh, they do recommend certain levels of computers, uh, PCs to have, or certain types of devices that will run this. And it has oh, to be on me. your home network, and it has to be, you know, um, uh, always on internet connection to that device so you can pull up that meeting anytime you want to. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Let me just confirm. So you need a you need a device that houses the content, yes. right? So in your house. But then say right now, you're, you know, if you're at the office, could you pull up your phone and actually watch one of your movies from home? I can. Uh that yeah. is an that is an add-on service. Now I believe okay. I think that's like a monthly uh service you pay to Plex if you want that remote capability to play outside of your home. So yeah, here, me at my office, if I wanted to watch a movie that was on my home Plex server, right now, yes, I could do it. I could pull Hmm. up my Plex app on my phone and say, oh, let me just watch that movie or see if I've got that movie in my gallery and it just starts playing. It just streams streams it just like Netflix sends their content from their server. You've got your own server now that kind of blasts it out either in-home yeah. Or away remotely. It's okay. almost like creating your own Netflix service, but just some yep. of the movies you own and you just want to have them available. I mean, the interface is very similar. You know, you've got your categories of types of content, movies, TV shows, home videos. You can flip through the little thumbnail posters of all your movies and pick the one you want to play and it plays it. Um, it actually pulls data from an internet database of movies. So once I add 
Splash, you know, to my movie library, it looks up on this internet database and says, oh, I see that movie he just added is the movie Splash. I'm going to give the Splash movie poster, the description, the year, the cast, all that's going to be included with it. So when you navigate to that movie, just like on Netflix or anything else, you've got all that information available right before you start watching the movie as well. Mm. It's a really cool service for that. If you're somebody who owns a lot of movies and you've got a way of converting those DVDs into digital files. Uh, Now, I will say there's people who argue copyright uh, legality of doing that. Uh, There's a big argument out there about if you own a DVD, you bought a store-bought DVD, are you allowed to take that and turn it into a digital file? Mm -hmm. It depends on who you talk to. I think, you know, for your personal use, as long as it sits on your own home use server and it's just for your private use, I don't think there's going to be any problems with that. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, if you're going to be sharing it, giving that file to other people, other families, that's when it starts to break a copyright mm-hmm. law and you could get in trouble for that. So, um, but again, I know some people are a little more skittish about doing anything with those store-bought uh, DVDs and doing anything to convert them digitally. Um, well, and this is, I mean, this is deep dive number three. So really we're in, we can get deep ele- on this, the I- illegal level number three, <laughs> right. right. Is basically we're, what I'm saying. So we're it's, traipsing we're, we're borderline. around, we're traipsing we're, around legality here. So that's right. Right. Um, yeah. And yep. But the reason I wanted to bring it to Plex server, A, because I love it. I think it's a great Plex community is really great. They keep adding on new features to this Plex environment. The reason I wanted to bring it up after your discussion of over the air is that Plex also has a capability built in where it can connect to that digital tuner that you described Mm -hmm. needing for over the air signal. It can actually connect to that uh, digital tuner and serve as an over the air DVR. So in other words, it can bring you a, Uh, TV guide. It can bring you the capability of recording shows. And then everything you record from your over-the-air antenna will record and be stored on your Plex server, which is now available to you on any device in your home that you connect to it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of helps solve the issue of if you have an antenna coming in and you want that content available on multiple TVs, but maybe you don't have the wiring that you do in your house or you didn't want to go set up branching out the wiring to all the TVs to get that internet, that TV signal, you could have the over the air antenna on one TV or one digital tuner connected to a Plex server. The Plex server is recording everything that you want to record. And then other TVs in your house now pull up the Plex app and are able to view your library of recorded, uh, recorded shows. So, through internet. So it's yeah. streaming from that mm-hmm. Plex server That's to right. your other TVs, right? Now, of course, you just mentioned you're going to have to have something. Uh, you're going to have to have something with that TV to access an app. Oh, yeah. Right? So You've it needs to be a, a smart media TV. Player, a smart TV have, that has like, a Plex Roku. built in. Or right. uh, or get a fifty dollar Roku or something right. that's a Which would be pretty base level yep. one. Yeah, there yeah. is some upfront cost, but I mean, it's either that or you go uh, rewiring parts of your house and yep. digging around finding you know those connections like you did. Um, mm-hmm. If you would rather just kind of get a quicker option and you don't mind spending maybe fifty bucks a pop for every TV in your house, this is a way that you could get the over the air yeah. uh, signal you were talking about. Plus, you can add your own personal movie collection to the Plex server. And the Plex also, one other thing it does, which is great, is it also taps into a lot of online free-to-distribute web shows. There's a lot of kind of almost like video podcasts or web shows Mm. that are free, that are easy to watch, 
And Plex has a way of also letting you scan a library of those available online. So you can turn Plex into your one source of entertainment for you over the air broadcast network TV, uh, your own personal movie collection that you keep on file. And then you've got these internet based web shows that you could also uh, subscribe to and watch as well. So Plex covers a lot of ground. It's not going to have your cable TV channels. Um, and it's not going to have the uh, Netflix movies or whatever. You're still going to have those things extra if you want them. But, you know, if you're really looking at over the air plus your own personal collection, uh, Plex is a great way to go. Hmm. And you can get by without any cost if you already have an old computer, older computer um, um, that can run the Plex server. And you don't mind plucking down the maybe 50 bucks for the Roku box for each TV. Um, as long as you don't need the Plex service, the paid service, which allows you to do remote viewing of your stuff from outside of your house, then I think that gets to be like six or seven dollars a month to have that. They call it the Plex Pass, and it has a lot of other features too. But that's when it starts to get into a paid option. So it's just uh, knowing that you can get by for free though with Plex once you've built the uh, infrastructure for it. So real quick on that, Alan, what? Uh what kind of hard drive space do they need in this server? I mean, Uh, as much as you need for whatever content you're going to save. I mean, it'll run on whatever you throw it on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if I'm somebody like, for example, I've got about, I've got about one terabyte worth of uh, movies. Okay. Yep. So every movie, every movie might be when I made a digital version of it might be, two gigabytes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you get, you know, a couple hundred movies that starts to rack up to where I'm pretty close to a terabyte worth of content I've got. So I've got a two terabyte hard drive on that, on that PC that's running the Plex server. So I got plenty of room to keep adding more stuff to it. Yeah. Um, I don't use the over the air. Cause again, I don't get over the air channels, right? but if right. I did, and that was my DVR, I would just need to make sure I've got enough space on a hard drive that, if I say I want to record every Wheel of Fortune that comes on every single day for the next year, you got to do some math and make sure you're going to have enough hard drive space. Plex will tell you, say, hey, you're running mm-hmm. low. You might not be able to record these shows anymore. And you can always add more hard drives to your computer or upgrade your, your drive. So it does require you to be a little bit more of a computer person. <laughs> uh, yeah. Plex doesn't yeah. just automatically out of the box run now, you know, on like, without having to install somewhere. Now, I do believe Plex is kind of moving to a model where they can do a kind of an online Plex server for you. Hmm. I have so honestly not played with that much. Yeah, I've not played yeah. with that much, so I can't say for certain how that works. I know there's going to be a cost involved with that. So sure. if you want to go the free route, you can download Plex for free, install it on your own computer, let it be your media server, and you have no ongoing cost at that time. So. Yep. So yeah. it's all about, all these things are about, do you want to pay upfront or do you want to pay per month? If you pay per month, then you're always going to get the most updated things. If you pay, a, if you pay it all upfront and buy your equipment, that equipment may, you know, need to be upgraded in, you know, five, six years, right? Yeah. But you're going to be saving money in the meantime. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so obviously it sounds like with two terabytes, you've got enough to record all of your stories that you were talking about earlier, right? Your <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't know. Daily get, TV show. Getting uh, days of our lives every day. 
an hour every day of the week. I'd have to do the math. I, I don't know how many months I'd be able to go with the storage I've got now. I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out. Well, well, something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, though, so the question of who is this good for, like level wise, uh, I, I will say Plex. If you decide to go the Plex route, I think Plex is really cool, and there's a lot of creative things people are doing with Plex. Uh, but it's not a system I would install for a family member who was not a good computer <laughs> user. Because yep. even though you can get it to a really nice interface and you can set up their Plex app and they're seeing their library, adding things to the Plex server can be a little more daunting. Uh, it is a computer. If the computer has a problem and stops working as like it should, that means you can't access your movies anywhere on your network, and that could cause a problem for people. So mm-hmm. I do say this is probably a good situation for a household where you've got somebody who's a pretty good computer user, very comfortable, yep. likes to tinker, likes to try some new things, where your solution of just doing the over-the-air, there's a, there's a good bit of front-end work on it. But I think once you get it set up, it's probably pretty good running for somebody if they're happy with just the over-the-air stuff, right? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clean, except you'll have some frustrations of, you know, the weather turning and you're not catching a certain channel. But it's not it's not a that's not something you're gonna have to do a lot of tinkering. You just probably yeah. need to wait, uh, maybe tilt your antenna a different way. But mm-hmm. yeah. So it's fairly foolproof. So. Okay. But both yeah. of these options, like we said, are, are just a little more, there's a little more hands-on involved. And it's not just subscribing to a service, entering your credit card information, and boom, you've now got all this stuff. These are things you can save money with, but it's going to take a little time. And uh, But if you're somebody like us that enjoys tinkering and building and trying new things, this is the kind of stuff we would do. Believe me, Brian, when I moved into the house I'm in now, I'm out there on top of the roof with antennas and I'm trying to point every direction I can to find the signals and trying to see what I can do. And uh, I think I tried going to that website, that nocable.org, and I put in my address and I just saw a big frowny face. <laughs> you know, it's like, wah, wah. Don't, don't try. Don't, don't even try, don't even mm-hmm. try this. Um, mm-hmm. So believe me, if I could pull off over the air, I certainly would. And yeah. uh, again, with the Plex server, I think that's been fun for me. I get to go in there and tinker a little bit. And uh, yeah. it's, it is nice uh, when we went on a big trip. I could, you know, before we left on the trip, Plex allows you to download to your phone some of your content and run it locally, even if you're not on the internet. So going on a plane ride out to your place across the country, I had two or three movies downloaded on my my tablet from my Plex server. Yeah, it was sweet. great to be able to watch them there, and then you know not have to worry about it. So anyway, mm-hmm. so it's, it, there's some it's good cool. options there, but they are a little deeper for you to get into. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think you and I both would be happy to to respond to some emails if people had some questions about this. Um, you know, and we'll put some things in the show notes, right, for people to go and yeah. do some uh, some dives on their own here. But I, I think that's a good idea. And again, this is probably where we get to where people may have more questions and we certainly understand that. So we're happy to help answer those and entertain those options the best we can. So yeah, it would be the uh, info at the mesh.tv is the email address we we, uh, uh, recommend you use. It's the best way to reach out to us. I N F O at T H E M E S H dot TV. And uh, just kind of make a note that's brothers in tech and let us know your question and we'll, we'll get somebody back to you on that. Um, and that's all for the deep dives we've got on this topic of the television options or how to replace the traditional TV in your house with uh, some more technology-driven options. 
And uh, next time you hear from us, if you're a subscriber, uh, will be a whole new topic that we'll be getting into with uh, some deep dives after that topic area as well. So we'll look forward to sharing that with you here in the near future. So great. with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Yes, same to you. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate all the uh, all the ideas there. It's great stuff. And uh, we will look forward to talking with everybody next time as we get together here on Brothers in Tech. Bye-bye. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.